with thankful hearts we've come together this morning to celebrate the bounty of the day to bask in the warmth of this community to share with friends the tides of our lives to entertain perennially the hope of a better future we join together this morning as always to resist injustice and inequality wherever they may be found our hearts are touched by the human need we feel around us, whether it's far away or within reach of our hand. We come here to be together because this is how we believe our lives are best lived, in questioning and in conversation, in compassion and in service, in gratitude and joy, in companionship and in love. It is good to be together this morning. These opening words by Alison Wohler, they welcome all those who've gathered today for this, our Sunday service. Whoever, however and wherever you are, welcome to those gathered here in person at Essex Church and to all those who are joining us via Zoom from far and wide. For anyone who doesn't know me, my name's Jane Blackhall and I'm Ministry Coordinator with Kensington Unitarians. Today's service is a congregational service on the theme of gold stars. The next hour will be an appreciation of kindness and community service, featuring many reflections from Liz Tuckwell, Cheryl Glimwell, Maria Patenga-Wallace, and as a special treat, we're gonna have a story time with Hannah as well. But before we go any further, let's take a moment to catch up with ourselves. Let's remember why we came here today. We consecrate this hour with our presence and intention. So let's do, each of us, let's each do what most grounds us in the here and now. You might want to scrunch up your shoulders and your fists and as you let them go, consciously let go anything you came in carrying that you don't need to hang on to for the next hour. It is possible to lay aside some of life's palaver for a little while and claim a little peace for ourselves this morning. I'm going to light our chalice flame now as I do each time we gather. It's a simple ritual that connects us with Unitarians and Unitarian Universalists the world over. And it reminds us of the historic religious tradition of which this gathering is part. Flaming chalice, symbol of a free faith, burn with the holy oil of helpfulness and service. Spread warmth and light and hope. Warm hearts, cold with indifference. Light dark places with justice. Rekindle hope in times of despair. May we bring fuel for thy fire of love. May the oil of loving kindness flow from us to thy leaping flame. May hands of service shelter thee that no winds of hate may extinguish thy brightness. May thy light and warmth be eternal, and may we be keepers of thy flame. Let's sing together. Our first hymn is a stone-cold classic, Wake Now My Senses. It's number 181 in the Purple Hymn Book, um, but don't get caught out. We're singing it to the more familiar tune, Slain, which I'm sure most of you will recognise. Um, so yeah, 181 in the Purple Hymn Book. For those at home, the words will be on screen. 
Feel free to stand or sit as you prefer. Wake now my senses. Let's take those joys and concerns, both spoken and unspoken. Let's take them into an extended time of prayer now. This prayer is based on some comforting words by Leif Seligman. You might want to adjust your position to get more comfortable. You might want to put down stuff you don't need to be holding. Close your eyes, soften your gaze. If there's a posture that helps you to feel more prayerful, maybe you'll adopt that posture. Whatever helps you to get into the right state of body and mind to pray together now. Let's be fully present in this sacred time and space with ourselves, with each other, and with that which lies within us and beyond us. Spirit of life, God of all love, in whom we live and move and have our being, we turn our attention to you, the light within and without as we tune into this life's depths and the greater wisdom to which and through which we are all intimately connected. 
be with us now as we allow ourselves to drop into the silence and the stillness at the very center of our being. Let us pause in the stillness to rest for a while, to quiet ourselves so that we can feel what stirs within. Each breath draws us closer to the pulse of life. And with each exhalation, we make room for something new. May we find in this gathering the comfort of those who care. May we encounter patience along our growing edges and compassion in our most tender spots. When life presses in and shifts us off balance, when pain assails us or frustration mounts, May the rhythm of our breath steady us once again and bring us back to a place of gratitude. Here in this community of the spirit, may we find the inspiration and encouragement we need to face our many challenges and to nurture ourselves. And in the presence of suffering around the globe, May we redouble our efforts to practice kindness and justice right where we are. With the hope that our actions will travel like the light of faraway stars to reach far beyond our knowing. And in a good few moments of shared silence now, may we each speak inwardly the deepest prayers of our hearts. Maybe something in our own life or the life of the world is weighing heavy on us this day. Or maybe we're feeling full of gratitude despite everything. We feel moved to give thanks for our blessings. Let us each lift up what is in our hearts this day and let us ask for what we most need. Spirit of life, God of all love, as this time of prayer draws to a close, we offer up our joys and our concerns, our hopes and our fears, our beauty and our brokenness. And we call on you for insight, healing and renewal. As we look forward now to the coming week, help us to live well each day and be our best selves, using our unique gifts in the service of love, justice, and peace. Amen. So I'm going to hand over to Hannah now, who, in honour of World Book Day, which I think was Thursday, is going to tell us a story. I'm going to break the rules a bit. So if anybody online especially has trouble hearing, do slide that up. 
Um, as Jane mentioned, some of you might know that this past week was World Book Day on Thursday. And so I wanted to bring a tradition from my home congregation, which is called Story of All Ages, as a little reminder that um, books, stories, and picture books are for everyone. Um, and they all have a kind of important message to be shared. So today we are going to be hearing um, a Dr. Zeus story called The Sneetches. Some of you may have heard, heard it before. And for those of you online, you'll be able to see the pictures as well as I read. Okay, The Sneetches by Dr. Zeus. Now the star-bellied Sneetches had bellies with stars. The plain-bellied Sneetches had none upon stars. Those stars weren't so big, they were really so small, you might think such a thing wouldn't matter at all. But because they had stars, all the star belly sneetches would brag, we are the best kind of sneetch on the beaches. With their snoots in the air, they would sniff and they'd snort, we'll have nothing to do with the plain belly sort. And whenever they met some, when they were out walking, they'd saunter straight past them without even talking. When the star-bellied children went out to play ball, could a plain belly get in the game? Not at all. You only could play if your bellies had stars, and the plain-bellied children had none upon bars. When the star-bellied sneeches had frankfurter roast, or picnics, or parties, or marshmallow toast, they never invited the plain belly sneeches. They left them out cold in the dark of the beaches. They kept them away, never let them come near, and that's how they treated them year after year. Then one day, it seems, while the plain bellied sneeches were moping and doping alone on the beaches, just sitting there wishing their bellies had stars, a stranger lived up in the strangest of cars. My friends, he announced in a voice clean and clear, my name is Sylvester McMonkey McBean, and I've heard of your troubles, I've heard you're unhappy, but I can fix that, I'm the fix it up chappy. I've come here to help you, I have what you need, and my prices are low, and I work at great speed. And my work is 100% guaranteed. Then quickly, Sylvester McMonkey McBean put together a very peculiar machine. And he said, you want stars like the star-bellied snitch? My friends, you can have them for $3 each. Just pay me your money and hop right aboard. So they clambered inside and then the big machine roared. And it clonked and it bonked and it jerked and it burped and it bopped them about, but the thing really worked. When the plain bellied sneeches popped out, they had stars. They actually did. They had stars upon bars. Then they yelled at the ones who had stars at the start. We're exactly like you. You can't tell us apart. We're all just the same now, you snooty old smarties. And now we can go to your friends for the party. Good grief, groaned the ones who had stars at the first. 
were still the best Nietzsche's and they are the worst. But now how in the world will we know? They all frown if which kind is what or the other way around. Then up came McBean with a very sly wink. And he said, things are not quite as sad as you think. So you don't know who's who, that is perfectly true. But come with me, friends, do you know what I'll do? I'll make you again the best Nietzsche's on beaches, and all it will cost you is $10 Nietzsche's. Belly stars are no longer in style, said McBean. What you need is a trip through my star off machine. This wondrous contraption will take off your stars so you won't look like Sneetches who have them on theirs. And that handy machine working very precisely removed all the stars from their tummies quite nicely. Then with their snoot in the air, they paraded about and they opened their beaks and they let out a shout. And we know who is who, now there isn't a doubt, the best kind of sneakers are sneakers without. Then of course, those with stars got all frightfully mad to be wearing a star, now looks frightfully bad. Then of course, old Sylvester McMonkey McBean invited them into his star off machine. Then of course, from then on, as you probably guessed, things have got really into a horrible mess. All the rest of that day on those wild screaming beaches, the fix-it-up chappy kept fixing up sneeches. Off again, on again, in again, out again. Through the machines, they raced round and about again. Changing their stars every minute or two, they kept paying money, they kept running through. Until neither the plane nor the star bellies knew whether this was that one, or that one was this one, or which one was what one, or what one was who. Then when every last cent of their money was spent, the fix-it-up chappy packed up and he went. And he laughed as he drove in his car up the beach. They never will learn. No, you can't teach a sneak. But McBean was quite wrong, I'm quite happy to say, that the Sneetches got really quite smart on that day, the day they, the day they decided that Sneetches are Sneetches, and no kind of Sneetch is the best on the beaches. That day, all the Sneetches forgot about stars and whether they had one or not upon theirs. The end. Time to sing again now. Our next hymn is number 147 in your purple books. Uh, it is Spirit of Earth, Root, Stone and Tree. Uh, the words will be on your screen if you're joining us at home. And again, stand or sit as you prefer. Spirit of Earth, Root, Stone and Tree.
this reading is the one that inspired the whole service today. It's an old favourite. Uh, it's called Fairy Godmother by Chrissa Palmer. I've appointed myself a fairy godmother. I carry stars in my wallet, not the lick it yourself kind that we used to have when I was a kid, but those newfangled self-sticky kind that come in sheets of gold, silver, red and blue. When I saw a man at the cash machine take the previous customer's card out of the machine and walk over to hand it through her car window, I waited until he'd finished his own transaction. People can get kind of twitchy if you creep up on them at ATMs. When he turned round, I whipped out my stars. I selected a gold one. I told him he'd earned a gold star for doing such a nice thing, and I stuck it on his shirt. He was silent, and I thought perhaps he was shy, or he hadn't understood my gesture. Then he got into his car, and I heard him say, that's the nicest thing that's ever happened to me. Another time in the supermarket, a woman a few aisles over in the checkout picked up more groceries than she'd planned and she was balancing them precariously in her arms. The man in front of her noticed this and moved the groceries along in his own shopping trolley to make room for hers. I whipped out my stars. I ran over between the sweet racks to him. I told him he'd earned a star and he could pick out whatever color he most liked. He smiled a toothy smile, selected a red one and stuck it on his hand. The woman behind him smiled, the cashier smiled, all the people waiting in the other line smiled, and I smiled too. I've never had anyone refuse a star from me. I've seen big, scary-looking people melt with pride blossoming in their eyes, remembering the days in primary school when they got their work back with a gold star at the top. I thought about encouraging the recipients to pass their star on to someone else when they witness an act of kindness in turn. Someday a star might even find its way back to me in Charlotte, North Carolina, or I might hear of someone wearing one of my stars out in California. There might be a whole band of fairy godmothers and godfathers, and people would realise that the way we treat each other really does make a difference. Words by Chris Palmer. So let's take that story into our time of meditation. I'm going to officially appoint each of you a fairy god person, a fairy god parent. Um, those of you who are here in person will find a little sheet of gold star stickers in the middle of your order of service. Uh, if you're joining via Zoom, I'm happy to stick one in the post. Give us a shout. But I invite you to spend a few minutes now in shared silence reflecting on who you would like to award your gold stars to or what sort of behaviour you consider gold star worthy. We'll have three minutes of silence, more or less, which will end with the sound of a bell. And then we're going to hear some lovely music from Jess. I think you're solo for this bit, aren't you? So each do what we do need to do to feel comfortable. Again, put down anything you don't need to be holding. You might want to get your feet on the floor to ground and steady yourself. You might want to look at the candle or close your eyes. And this invitation is simply to spend this time of silence reflecting on acts of kindness or community spirit that you might have witnessed maybe in the last week, maybe looking back over your whole life, who might you award your gold star to? As I always say, the words and the music, they're an offering. Feel free to use this time to meditate in your own way.
is there a nurse on board? I do like the idea of a woman handing out gold stars to people that she sees doing an act of kindness. It's always nice to feel appreciated for a good deed. My gold star goes to a woman on a plane journey I took. I was travelling with my husband Pete, mother-in-law Shirley and sister-in-law Rose on a plane to Genoa. We were about halfway through the journey when a call came over the tannoy. Was there a doctor or nurse on board? An elderly gentleman wasn't feeling well. A woman leapt up in the row in front of my husband and myself. She said she was a nurse. She went to the aid of the elderly gentleman. Then, about 10 minutes later, my sister-in-law Rose got up to go to the toilet and fainted on the way. She'd been busy looking after my mother-in-law who had severe mobility problems on the journey to the airport and she'd forgotten to have any breakfast or take care of herself. So the nurse now had two patients to deal with on a crowded plane. I really admired the nurse. She was on her way to a holiday. She could have kept her head down, telling herself she was off duty and it was none of her business. But instead, she showed a vacation and went to help and was rewarded with dealing with not one but two patients. She went between her two patients the rest of the flight, crouching down by the seats, checking they were okay. It was not a stress-free start to her holiday. I think she deserved a round of applause, which I'm sorry to say she didn't get. But she's getting a retrospective gold star from me. By the way, both patients were okay. The elderly gentleman got taken to hospital as precaution at the end of the flight, and Rose soon recovered after a rest and some food. But it also made me think about those circumstances when there isn't an obvious person to offer help, when everyone looks round hoping someone else will do it. Have you ever decided that someone else will be bound to come forward and there's no need for you to get involved? You're in a hurry, late for an appointment perhaps, and need to get somewhere. It's not convenient this time. You will help another time, and then you feel guilty for the rest of the day. Or do you ignore any other considerations, step forward and offer help? Gold stars. One of my values is radical inclusion. Based on this, I wanted to give a few gold stars to those I feel have shone in their radical inclusivity. Little actions which collectively make a much bigger impact. I've recently joined a new company where the smiles of welcome from those in the new office have eased my nerves, especially when people have taken the time to message me directly from the office in Rio de Janeiro. Makes a difference. The, also, the office manager, Tony's support and eagerness in our making of gender neutral toilet spaces. Also, a gold star to Zinclay in Cape Town for going beyond her local office to create, in her words, Prayer spaces that are dignified for those that use them in all of our offices, not just her local one in South Africa. This week I chaired a virtual meeting and in the seconds reflection after it was complete, I heard a, well done mummy, you were really good. A gold star from someone benefiting from a late morning snooze courtesy of school strikes. 
and a gold star to Kensington Unitarian community for always making me feel radically included and to use word, Jane's words within a beloved community. I wanted to tell you about a time that I wanted to give out some gold stars. Some of you might know that I spend many hours a week caring for and supporting children. I run a home-based childcare setting for children aged two to nine years, and I'm also a volunteer with Girl Guiding, running rainbows and the guide unit, the youth section that are before and after brownies that many more of you have probably heard of. Working with children usually means that my days can be filled with moments of mini celebrations as children meet milestones. Much of this celebration and praise comes from us. And something I always find lovely is when that praise, and often it does, comes from their peers. Just this week, I witnessed a three-year-old cheering on her friend because she managed to count to ten. And it's easy to see the joy that her friend cheering on gave her. Because let's face it, we all like to be told that we're doing good. Stickers like gold stars are often given out to celebrate achievements for the children. Just this week, a child had done a really good job at persevering tidying the toy kitchen. And when I presented a sticker to him, you could see that it was very important. As the day went on, he reached up to check the sticker. It was still there for all to see. Later in the day, he was struggling to get his shoes on. But as he reached to check on his sticker, he suddenly changed from feeling grumpy because putting on his shoes just felt a step too far today to I can do this as he recalled that he can really do hard things. Spring 2022 when war broke out in Ukraine there was a call from our local guide unit for aid to send to Ukraine. They'd organised a van and just important as importantly a list for where what was actually needed to be drawn up from those on the Poland to Ukraine border. Some items would be used there and others would head into Ukraine to those fighting. I shared a message with our guide unit and the following week guides turned up with bags and bags of items. In fact, it was so much it filled our very large estate car. We spent a few sessions that term making crafts, friendship bracelets in blue and yellow to send, packing aid into labelled boxes and making red cross signs for the boxes that carried the first aid items, as well as helping the leader organise fundraiser tombola using items which were either unsuitable or of which there was surplus do donated. Guides worked really hard to ensure the things were ready to leave on the vans and they knew that actions were making a real difference to those who had their world turned upside down by war. We can't fix what is happening, but we can do our part to make a difference. And maybe peace is just a lot of little actions. A few years back, I took two, two four-year-olds, child children, to choose some donations for our local soup kitchen. On the way, we talked about where those items would go why, and why it was important. One four-year-old said, I'd be really sad without my toys. And we talked about what we'd miss most. And she said she would miss her toys. But food and things that keep our body in clean would be most important. 
You can live without toys, but not without food, was the four-year-old's words. And as we moved around the store, she wanted to choose a hairbrush and a toothbrush. Because if we lived on the streets, we might feel sad. But if we had a little food and a good wash and a hairbrush, we're likely to feel a bit better. Really important also if they had a job interview, the children told me. We looked at sizes and quantities, comparing the number of in each packet to ensure that most people could that the most people that could help were reached. I've never seen such careful shoppers. We must help as many people as we can, they kept saying. We found sets of three pot noodles and one of the children suggested comparing the size to see if one big pot noodle would be better shared between three people or buying three smaller pot noodles would be better. As we left the store, one child looked and said, but shouldn't those people in charge of our country be helping and not just us? Words of a four-year-old. When I see our young people being so thoughtful about the injustices in our world, and wanting to care for others in need, I want to give them all gold stars because I know they really are making this world a better place. Thanks to Cheryl and Maria and to Liz for their reflections. Where are we now? One more song, I think. Number 79 in your hymn books. In this time on earth we're given to a well-known and stirring tune. Uh, again, the words will be up on screen if you want to sing along at home. Just a few announcements then. Uh, thanks again to Liz, Cheryl, Maria and Hannah for the contributions to this morning's service. Thanks to Ramona for hosting and Maria for co-hosting. Thanks to Jess and Peter for our lovely music today. For those of you that are here in person, uh, Julia is probably putting the kettle on as we speak. And there is orange cake if you want to stay for that. It's a slightly experimental orange cake. Um, thanks to Liz for greeting. 
There will be virtual coffee on Zoom too, so feel free to stay after for a chat with Maria. We've got various small group activities coming up during the week. Heart and Soul this week is on the theme of courage. Uh, there's spaces for that tonight at seven or Friday. That's our contemplative spiritual gathering. And if you haven't been before, it's a really good way to get to know members of the congregation better on a deeper level and share what really matters. Coffee mornings online, half ten on Wednesday. Um, our numbers are generally few, but we have very interesting conversations, so feel free to drop in for that. Next service, next Sunday service will also be a hybrid service led by Sarah Tinker on the theme of soul wisdom for the world weary. That's most of us, I would imagine. Details of all these events are on the back of your order of service and they'll be in the Friday email as well. The congregation very much has a life beyond Sunday mornings and we encourage you to keep in touch and do what you can to nurture supportive connections. I think that's everything. So just some brief closing words before our closing music. Our time together ends. As we go our separate ways, let us bless and keep one another let kindness rule in our hearts and compassion in our lives until we meet again. Amen.